The Utes get set for an in-state showdown against Weber State. Your home for the best coverage of Ute football is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Every day on The Big Show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Ready for a little what's going on, Gordon? Yeah. Check in with the uh, the other sports on the zone, or the other sports, the other shows on the Zone Sports Network. Yeah. How'd it go with PK filling in for me? Sometimes uh, fireworks. Oh, it was uh, horrible. With you two. Did it, uh, did it stay civil? It was horrible. Was it really bad? It was miserable. Wasn't that awesome? I got reports from the jazz team store that uh, you n- neither of you will be back. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Until next good. year's sidewalk. No, it's good to have PK in. It's good to have all the guys who filled in. Uh, it was, you know, you got big shoes to fill. Took, I don't know uh, about that. but took it, everybody to chip in. Absolutely was nice of them to fill in. There's no doubt about that. Let's, uh, let's check in with DJ and PK. They, we've been talking about this a lot today, Gordon. The BYU Big 12 stuff, they shared their thoughts this morning. Just tweeted out the story about uh, BYU, the Big 12, why BYU is so attractive to the Cougars. Their TV numbers are really good when you compare them to Big 12 games that don't involve Oklahoma and Texas. And obviously at some point going forward, whether it's in two years, three or four, however that exit gets negotiated, the Big 12 will be without the Longhorns and the Sooners. And BYU's numbers stack up, look really good, especially compared to Houston, Cincinnati, Boise State, other teams that have been linked to the Big 12. And I think we're all assuming that the remaining eight need to add at least two teams, maybe four, maybe more than that, but it seemed like two and four would be pretty clear. So BYU is in a pretty good place there. Of course, as we were talking about last week, without Oklahoma and Texas in the league, do you want to go? How much do you love being independent? How much do the Cougars love it? Ah, what to do? I don't think they love it. I think that it's a manageable situation in which they have an opportunity to flourish. But they've been on record. It reminds me, the TV numbers remind me of Dennis Lindsay, who's a Big 12 guy with his Baylor past. Oh, yeah. He says, what you do with the analytics, you make sure that it matches what you're seeing. And there's got to be that direct line drawn between what you see, what you believe, and the numbers. The eyeball, yes. The eyeball test and the analytics need to match up and if they don't then you need to go, go back, back and, and figure, figure out, out why yeah 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 right and so he's spoken about that at length well in this case and they do though they, but it was obvious yeah i already knew it but now you got it okay it showed it that's the point of analytics to back up what, what you, you believe or tell yes. you something that you need to look at it differently it's a two-way deal and so here BYU of course they do we already know that we know it I've seen it a million times over as I've been on the road with Cougar basketball and Cougar football literally all parts of the country you name a part and I've been there 
Yeah, I've been everywhere. In every conference. Well, it's just, you know, the product of being around for a long time and having the job in which you do that. So it's just the reality of the situation. I've seen it a million times over from the big boys down to the small boys. And when they used to play West Coast Conference or Big West teams when they were not in the conference in hoops, those programs. Pepperdine, they'd overrun the place. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one time, you're right. It was a, like a 4 o'clock start, and it was a great, gorgeous day, and you could see, the obviously, you could see the ocean from their uh, pavilion, whatever it was, Firestone, Fire, Fieldhouse, whatever it's called. That's it. Although, I think they're getting a new one. Oh, they are? Uh, nice. And, and, but, uh, yeah, and uh, Paul Westfall, was, he was the coach, and at the time, he's coming out and thanking people, and I think he was thinking, wow, our fans are really behind us. <laughs> <laughs> it's just these Cougars that are all over the place. I remember one time they played him, and Ben Olsen, who was a, a senior, I think, uh, was there getting ready to make a commitment. He came out. So we know that they're there, and as far as it goes, the, the, this, these remaining eight are determined to make a run of it, and I think that they should. Because I don't think that it is an awful conference by any stretch. If you add BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, I don't really care if they want to go uh, another four, a fourth team. If they just go two or four, it's not like it's dog meat by any stretch. And then if you look at basketball, basketball would be awesome. Basketball would be awesome. <laughs> it's just not the point in all this realignment. But, no, but nevertheless, Baylor's the defending champs. Kansas is a legendary program. So just starting there with those two. But plenty of these other teams have been good at times. They've Texas all had Tech their was runs. in the final. Now the guy left to go to Texas as right. the head coach. Oklahoma State but has had good Oklahoma teams. Oklahoma State's over the years. been there. Yes. Yeah, Iowa, Iowa State. State has had good teams. Yeah. Right. And then you throw in, and, if you're bringing uh, and Cincinnati in, has been good. Cincinnati's been good. BYU and Houston have had good teams. And then so. if you add BYU with Mark Pope, I think there's a chance Mark Pope want to stay right there. What more would you need? I mean, you would have— You could win the title from that league because and, Baylor yeah. just did. And you're already right. recruiting at a higher level, and then you add these teams that you're going to play, playing a real conference with not a bunch of high school gyms that nobody gives a crap about. Yeah, you, Mark Pope, you'd be giving him the keys to the kingdom, basically. I would so love see, to see what he would do in that conference. So we see multiple reasons why Big 12 schools should be thinking about adding BYU. It's a no-brainer. I believe it for is. multiple reasons. Yeah. But the other part of the equation is, how much does BYU like their current situation? And do they want to go to something that is, at least to some degree... And unknown and not stable. If any of those teams got offered by power leagues, they'd be off. Now, I don't think they're going to be offered, so I don't think a bunch of teams are going to be taken off. I think it's the big reason they're going to stay together. you got to be bold, though. You want answers. They're not there. You need to take a risk. You can't just sit. If there's no risk, then there's no doubt what to do. That's not the reality of the situation. So what? ESPN's driving it big time. That's what I've been told. And so you've got the relationship there. Why couldn't you go back to independent there? And then if you wanted to save face the Mountain West, I believe that there's multiple conferences courting BYU. I think the AAC would would take them now. BYU's position has grown exponentially. And... In a large part because Texas and Oklahoma took off. Now I can hear you fans, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, that's right. You were in the Pac-12 in the first place, so shut up. 
<laughs> there you go, DJ and PK. I heard a little bit of that this morning. I'm with PK. I don't see a downside to it. Just the instability like DJ brought up. I think there is some of that. Uh, do you want to jump aboard a sinking ship? Yeah, I, I just don't see how you'd be worse off than you are now. See, that's, not a good, that, that's a good argument. And not that they're failing by any means, but, you know, they jump aboard, play for a few years, and let's say it falls apart. Go back to being independent, beef up the schedule again, and there you go. Yeah, I, I just think it's a little more complicated than that, but uh, I can't give you specifics on it. Um I, I think if I had to make a decision one way or the other, I probably would jump aboard that opportunity if if it came. Um, I'd be curious. Basketball, if, like they said, would be fantastic. That'd be really good. If people think there's a downside, I'd like to hear it. The instability. If I anybody, think, is a downside. But I don't see any instability. I guess I'm not. I, Do you think the Big Twelve will survive, or will some of those teams get cherry picked? Will it fall apart? I guess what I'm saying is, who cares? Because you haven't lost anything. And it will not have cost you a thing. I don't know if it would or it wouldn't. Uh, I, and I don't know. Well, what I guess the, that's what I, I'm asking. I don't know how would it? I don't know if the financial situation would be as glorious as full membership. And we know that's not going to last. So that number is going, what was it, $37 million? That thing's that thing's dropping like a rock. Yeah, but if it drops in half, it's still more than BYU's making now. Yeah, but then BYU can't call its own shots. Now they got to live within the framework of a league, and they like being uh, able to call their own shots. I think they'd like having built-in games. Yeah, uh, look, Jake. There's 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 pros and cons. I don't see the cons. That's my point. Uh, uh, the instability. And BYU not being able to call its own shots. Those, those are two. And, you know, if they say that money isn't as important to them than, as exposure, well, they're certainly getting a lot of expo- exposure now. Yeah, I mean, get- they're on national TV. What, what weekend goes by when you don't see BYU on ESPN? But why would that change? I mean, that, that would be part of the appeal of I don't about think the Big 12 is going to be on ESPN, is it? Well, they are for the next several years anyway. Uh, and then again, after that, they're going to be somewhere. I mean, that's a valuable enough league. They're going to get picked up. The short term would work if, yeah, there are folks out there desperate for programming, huh? Uh, it, uh, yeah. I, I, I think mean, it, maybe, it comes maybe, down to the value of the product. And, yeah, the value of the product wouldn't be what it is now with Texas and Oklahoma, but how okay. much would it be? So if, if Texas and Oklahoma leaving has cost them half of their money— how much is BYU and Cincinnati or the likes going to add to it? Um, you know what? I'm not sure. You yeah, I, I don't know. You have to it's look a, into those numbers. Question. But I don't think they'd be on national TV any less. Uh, well, they 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 can't be on it anymore because well, they they're, they're, be well, on they're on just about every week. They could be on every week, but yeah, uh, would they be? I I don't know. I don't know if that's how it works. Yeah, I mean, are some of if the. If they're good, they would be. Well, I mean, if they're good, then they can, you know, if they're good and they if they were good against their independent schedule this year, they'd get national attention. But listen, there's an appetite for BYU football out there. We've talked about it for years now. 
they're not going to cut off their nose to spite their face. They're going to satisfy that segment of the population. They'd be foolish not to. But we know what that's worth now. Or do we really know what it's worth? I mean, there are guesses about what it's worth. It wouldn't be worth less or they wouldn't do it. So we're operating under the assumption that they would get more dough. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, if I were forced to make that decision, I, I probably would go that way. See, now, if they'd make less but money, that would be a con I'd, I'd listen to. Well, they, no, they won't make less. It's just a matter of whether it suits their needs for what they're looking for. Um, it is reduced, though. It's not at the same level as the other top conferences in the, league, in the, in the country. But is it more advantageous than where they are? Yeah, you're probably right about that. I mean, yeah. Utah doesn't call any shots in the Pac-12, and do you think they care? I like the fact that, that basketball wouldn't be, unless they were just a football-only member. Holy cow. Uh, it'd be great. I'm not sure I basketball. would do that. I'm not sure I would do that if it were football-only. Well, if they have any leverage, there there would be where to spend it. Yeah, but if BYU basketball could get in the Big 12, like, the, like PK and DJ were saying, that would be... A huge boost to them, and uh, because the way it is right now is just a freaking joke. I mean, Gonzaga and, and what else? Like they were talking about, you're playing in high school gyms. Get your basketball program. The basketball program at BYU got absolutely screwed over yep. by independence, particularly at the time because the Mountain West was really a good basketball league, and it's still not a bad basketball league. I mean, and they've had uh, BYU's had some pretty good teams. So maybe from that standpoint, they say, "Hey, look, the basketball program is healthy." What do you mean they got screwed over? Well, uh, and they did. Yeah, <laughs> they did. I don't know. In, in our opinion, uh, you know, I don't know. I, how many athletes do you think BYU has lost playing in that league? I don't Gonzaga know. Gonzaga doesn't seem to lose any. But I don't know if that exactly is is the whole argument. About losing players. How about lost interest, lost revenue, yeah. lost relevance, missed opportunities? Other than Gonzaga. Gonzaga is a big, big gym. Well, when um, you, if you're Gonzaga and you win the league every year for 20 years, then what, what do you care what league you're playing in? It's, it's the rest of the schools that suffer. I mean, what if one of those uh, BYU teams that was pretty good that went to the NIT, if they were in a league with a little more clout, would have been an NCAA tournament team? Yeah, but what I was saying is that it didn't hurt BYU from a standpoint. That team a couple of years ago, I think, was a Sweet 16 team. Sure. The, the COVID interrupted you? Yeah. Uh-huh. So they, they've been able to. Mark Pope uh, has done a, a fine job. Uh, but PK brought that up. Will BYU be able to keep Mark Pope? If would, they if they continue to play in that league, would it be a uh, would they get better players and it be a better product? I would bet yes if they went to the Big Twelve. But it would would they be more relevant instantly? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. All right, let's get to Hans and Scotty. We're doing uh, kind of a well a really exciting thing here on the Zone Sports Network. Every show is going to have a weekly visit from a BYU and a Utah player. We will make our announcements this week, coming up a, a little bit later on, but uh, very excited about it. Uh, James Empey is going to be on every Monday at 10 with Hanson Scotty. Let's get a little taste of that conversation. Oh, yeah. You don't. You don't love football if you don't get the butterflies, man. It's 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 starting to get excited or exciting around here. You know, we we got through fall camp, um, got a lot of really really good work in, worked really hard, and and uh, you know this about halfway through last week we started to really point our attention towards Arizona and and start game planning and prepping, and so we're just in the middle of that right now, and it's it's starting to get exciting around here. 
You lost some important players off of last year's team off that offensive line, but we've I talked to you down at Media Day. We've heard from people throughout camp that this O line appears to be hitting its groove. Just give us the laydown on or the lowdown on what this team looks like or what this position group looks like uh going into the start of the season. Yeah, and first of all, it's been a blast to watch those guys on T V, man, with their in the preseason games with their NFL teams that they're on right yeah. now. It's it's been real fun to watch. I love watching Brady and Chandon, and I know Zach Dahl played last night, and, you know, it's just been been great to see those guys um, at least doing well for the most part that we can see and, you know, having a great time. And uh, so pumped for those guys. Our, our team right now is, um, I feel like over fall camp, we've had a few weeks to, you know, put things together and figure things out, and I feel like we've got a ton of really good work in, and, you know, I'm just excited to keep moving forward. Obviously, we're we're not where we need to be yet. We have, you know, this this whole week to prepare um, even more for Arizona and get get ready to go on the first game. And hopefully, during the whole season, we'll be improving. And you know, you don't want to play your best ball right now. You want to play your best ball in in October and November. And so, hopefully, we'll just be able to keep improving and and getting better uh, until then. I want to know a little bit about the depth there, James. I feel like the front five, the starting five, I think you guys are ready for any matchup uh, nationally. But I, I worry a little bit about the depth because you got some youth, guys like Connor Pay, I think are trying to work their way into some rotation. But talk more specifically outside of the starting five and about maybe two or three of the rotators that you've got. Yeah, I mean, there, there's been a, a a lot of young guys that have stepped up, like Connor and and Campbell Barrington. Those those two, I mean, they're they're only freshmen and they've come in and you know I've seen them work super super hard this off season, try to get the offense down and 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 work really hard this fall camp to be able to get there. And so there's there's some of those guys that I'm I'm really, you know, excited for them and their future in the program and then just, them just being uh, younger. I've seen just so much work and and effort go into, you know, their craft and becoming better players. And there's lots of linemen on our, in our unit that have that same mentality, that same uh, dedication to, to getting better. And so, you know, I'm excited that I, uh, for, for those guys to keep making big steps and improving and, um, you know, it's so good so far. Jaron Hall's named the starter. Um, you, you've, you've been around him the last several years. Uh, obviously, you, you've seen what he can do out on the on the field a couple of years ago. Uh, where where how excited are you to see him get another opportunity to be the guy at BYU? And and what can we expect from him week one? Oh, I'm 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 super excited for him, and I'm I'm proud of the way our our quarterback uh, room uh, competed this fall camp. Those guys showed up to work every day they made some big plays and and they had a good time doing it so you know just i i give props to all those guys being in that that pressure situation and, and grinding their butts off and competing with each other um super super excited for jaron he he um you know he has a lot of poise a lot of swagger and he, he comes into the the offense kind of knowing what to do and where everybody's supposed to be and um you know, I'm excited to to see him as as he keeps going. You know, this season and and as we get rolling. But you know, excited about him. I think he does a lot of good things, and and we're pumped about it. All right, there you go, James Empey, who's going to be a really important part of this uh, BYU team, Gordon. Um, you know, the, the lot expected from the offense. Uh, everybody's job's easier when the O line plays well. You know, he said something at the start of that interview that I I caught my attention, and it's this how excited he is to play and uh, how the butterflies and, and that sort of thing. 
And in my career, Jake, in talking to players, I think many of the best players at any level, whether it's college or, or professional in any sport, the, many of the great players, and James MP is a great college football player, get butterflies. They get nervous. You'd think that those guys would be the ones that would be so confident and never worry about a thing. But I, I, the, so many of them, and I can't you know, speak specifically to uh, James Empey, but they can't, the care factor is so high that those things swell up within them and uh, they feel it. And that, that caught my attention because, uh, I don't know, that's just a strange phenomenon. I don't know if it's strange, but it's just something I've noticed through the years. Isn't it really how you harness that energy? Yeah. Isn't that probably the, you know, there, of course there's energy before any sort of thing like that. I mean, you can imagine in big moments in your own personal life where you're nervous or had that kind of energy or whatever. Isn't it all about how you harness it and what you do with it? Yeah, and that's evident. And, and the great ones, obviously, they wouldn't be great if they didn't harness it. I remember Steve Young throwing up on the sideline before games. I've heard he, he was of, pretty good. I've heard lots of athletes who, yeah. who have that issue, or you know, you know, last second shot. Don't we, we all imagine ourselves on the on the driveway when we're shooting hoops or whatever? Five, four, three, two. You know, it's that moment. How do you harness the in, energy of having it all on you? And is it a positive thing or a negative thing? And it works against a lot of us, of course, who uh, can't make a three-foot putt. But, you know, to your point, the, the great ones are the ones that harness that energy into, yeah. a, into a positive impact. Well, so. I think it's interesting that they have that to begin with. And it seems like a lot of them do. All right, let's get out of the zone phone. Speaking of harnessing energy, he's our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch <laughs> Medical Clinic. And, uh, you know, maybe that en- the energy is there, but difficult to be harnessed. How about that? Maybe yeah. maybe you need a little help in that uh, in that arena. That's why you're here, Andrew. Yes, when the mood strikes but the blood doesn't flow, this is so common. Uh, if you're out there frustrated in the bedroom, whether it's erectile dysfunction or just maybe performance issues, you want to do better. We've seen all of that. In fact, I get um, I get pretty excited when a guy comes in who's a little bit preemptive with the issue. Maybe things are good in the bedroom three out of four times, but he has the occasional failure. Our technology works so well at regrowing and opening up blood vessels uh, for all ages. It's backed by 50 clinical studies now. Uh, basically, the pressure waves that this technology puts out agitates the blood vessels enough that they open up and regrow. Uh, This is known as neovascularization. When the timing is right in the bedroom, the blood flows where you want it, when you want it. And we've helped so many men get rid of the ED and get off of the pill. Treat the problem, not the symptom, right? That is exactly right. Most erectile dysfunction is damaged blood vessels and restricted blood flow. And pills kind of mask the issue. They cause some side effects. Then you take more and more of it, and you take it for life. It never goes away. Our treatments go to the root cause. They eliminate the pill, and they treat the actual blood flow. 801-901-8000. Get on that schedule. Uh, Get in and see the doctor, and usually do a lot of stuff for our listeners. There's a lot for free. There's zero obligation to this, no cost. The assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound with our MD, uh, you get the gift that produces powerful and immediate results in the bedroom. You'll love that. And if you feel like you have a need, 
the blood work and testosterone is free to our patients as well. That's pretty valuable. It's all no charge. 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up straight ahead. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Utes get set for an in-state showdown against Weber State at Rice-Eccles Stadium. Catch the Ute pregame show Thursday at 4, followed by the postgame show immediately after the game. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference. Nobody brings you better coverage of youth football. You ready? Yeah! Ah! Than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Cougars at 30 update here on the Zone Sports Network. Coach Kalani Satake talked about what kind of atmosphere does he expect taking on Arizona and Vegas in game number one. Well, we got to do our part to to get that place rocking. So, uh, you know, we, we have to make plays and, and do whatever we can to entertain our fans. And, and But, you know, approach the game with, with a huge sense of uh, appreciation that we get to play and represent. And then, uh, you know, I'll be able to share that field with Arizona. They're, they're a good program with a great coaching staff and, and great talent on their team. So uh, just looking forward to the overall game. And I'm, I'm just really appreciative that we have this opportunity. This Cougars at 30 update brought to you by our friends at Homie. Finally, the way real estate should be full service, local agents, and you will save thousands. Homie, a better way to buy or sell. Football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Aggies kick off the season against Washington State for a late night Saturday showdown. Your home for the best coverage of Aggie football is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. Uh, Gordon, I, I know this is a little bit random. Uh, well, actually, I have two random stories for you. Okay. Both sports related, of course. I'll start with this one. I don't know if you're a big Brett Bielema fan. thought it was kind of funny. Well, he's he... off to a decent uh, start to the season with uh, the Illinois. Yes, he is. They beat uh, They beat Nebraska. And I remember Bielema uh, got a taste of uh, his boss uh, there at Wisconsin and then just left him flat <laughs> to go to Arkansas. Get me out of here. And then, uh, yeah, Barry Alvarez has that, uh, you know, wait a minute, i got to work for this guy. And then he, <laughs> he just flat bounced. And then didn't do much there uh, in Arkansas. Now he's back with Illinois. Big win over Nebraska. Um, he was sure. asked after go the ahead. game. Uh, people thought he was getting emotional. Uh-huh. He was after, asked after the game if he was fighting those emotions after the win, and this was his answer. Quote, no, I was just sweating. 
<laughs> Did he have drops of sweat like dripping out from under well, his eyes? Now, now he's not a small man, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, I I could see the the sweating. Have uh, do you have a friend who is I mean like a like a sweater? Yeah, I do. I do know a couple. Sweaters. Austin, you're a perspirer. I'm gonna say I know exactly what Coach Balema is saying here. Yeah, yeah. Everyone always thinks you're crying, and really you're just getting the old uh, eyelid sweat. Yeah, I've got I've eyelid got a, sweat. No, I've got a buddy who carries around a towel with him wherever he goes, because he could just be pouring sweat at any moment. It's He's just the way toweling he, himself off. Uh, yeah, it's Wait just the way he was built. You sweat out of your eyelids. Every inch of my body has like seven thousand times the amount of pores than the average human. Yeah, if you're pouring know, sweat kinda, down the sexy, face, yeah. it could look like tears. It's but, a genetics thing. My whole side of my mom's really? family is all sweat? sweaters. Yeah. Uh, and there's no nothing to do about that, huh? other than tell. Go into hiding, but yeah. <laughs> oh well, I mean, there are some advantages to that. It makes it, you look like you're working hard. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever accused Coach Bilema of working hard. I don't. But isn't that a total football coach answer either way? You think he was really getting emotional? No, I think he was really sweating. But isn't that really a, a football coach answer? Even if he were crying, be like you'd rather admit that you were uh, an incredible perspirer than that you were crying. <laughs> yeah, but the, the the perspiration thing, there are questions there. Like, oh, Sam, when you were in high school and you went to a school dance or something, yeah, and you're sweating. Uh, does, did you, uh, were you self-conscious about that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Thanks for asking. <laughs> no, I just, I just wondered, uh, obviously. Wouldn't you be? You've conquered it. You know what no girl out there goes is she doesn't say, <laughs> I dream of a guy who's just always sweating. So did you have like the big circles under the armpits and, uh, and See, like the back sweat? The, the trick there is you shave your armpits and slap some duct tape under there for the school dance. <laughs> Come on. Just for the dance. You never did that. Yes. You did? Yes. I, I believe it. Uh, isn't there you got to get through those school dance pictures, man. Isn't there some sort of antiperspirant uh, treatment you can use without taping yourself up? I tried them all. I tried them all. And Even nothing. my doctor was eventually like, well, good luck. Wear a raincoat. Yeah. Not even, uh, what's what's that brand that says uh, it's so strong you can skip a day? Mitchum. Mitchum. Yeah. Oh, I tried Mitchum. Tried it on the in the spray, the solid, and the ball. Because I've, I've ball. tried Mitchum before, and you can barely lift your arm. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like plaster. <laughs> it that the sweat stain on your undershirt. It's like it is like fiberglass yeah. the next morning. <laughs> I remember I saw a spoof of those old Mitchum commercials way back in the day, and there's a guy who's laying in bed, and his wife is next to him, but she's under the covers, and he said. I didn't use my uh, my antiperspirant today, and I might not use it tomorrow, or maybe not even the next day. And then she comes out from under the covers with a gas mask on. She says, "Well, I hope you use it, you know, the day after that." Did uh, did body odor come along with the sweat? No, I was really, really, really conscious of my body order odor yeah. did you like douse yourself in like uh well the good know, thing is cologne well i did the deodorant antiperspirant so even though the antiperspirant was a myth the deodorant was still there okay you're getting really detailed on this well i just i feel austin's pain i mean i he's but why not, are you but not coach bielema's pain who you don't even believe him <laughs> oh I, I don't care about him no, I mean, there are people out there who have the sweating issue. 
So I just wonder, you know. You say issue, I say gift. <laughs> I like the, it was like, isn't there a name? Isn't that like called flop sweat? When you oh, get that, that flop sweat is like up on the forehead when you're nervous. Yeah, uh, yeah it's beating up on you. Yeah. So it's not just a temperature thing. It's no, also... I don't need a reason to sweat. I just do. Yeah. Okay. My All friend, right. my friends look at me like you've been jumping rope in an attic. I'm like, no, <laughs> I, I ate here. a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I know and, people like Austin though. They, they, Austin's not unique here. No, I mean, I yeah, I mean, it's not his fault. He sweats a lot. I mean, it's really not. That's the whole point. So uh, you've made it through. I don't know if I'd say that, <laughs> but I'm here. <laughs> Social anxiety. Oh, big time. Uh, and then the other story I have for you, please, here, Gordon. Did you what's uh, out of his eyelids? Did you watch the, the BMW Championship yesterday? No, I didn't watch it. Um, of it, but I did hear about it. I didn't watch it live either. But uh, Patrick Canley wins in uh, an exciting playoff, six playoff holes. Um, Bryson DeChambeau missed a birdie putt, I guess. Um, a five, three to five footer, something like oh, that. Oh, drive for show, putt for double. to lose it. And actually, at one point on the 18th, had uh, barked at Patrick for walking during his whole routine or whatever. Like, not even close to him, just like the nerve walking on a golf course. But uh, anyway, Bryson, interesting. And, and Austin thinks that this whole feud between Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau is, is a fad. Well, it's been put, a, put aside. Uh, no, they, okay. What's his name? Who's the captain of the Ryder Cup team? Is it Stricker? He announced that uh, that, that had been... Squelched. Oh, I'm sure it has. Um, but They're anyway, all good to go now. People have been heckling Bryson, calling him uh, Brooksy, uh, ever since Bryson started throwing people off the course for calling him Brooksy. Well, after mis- missing this <clears throat> birdie putt, Gordon, DeChambeau stormed over to the uh, scorer's tent. Mm-hmm. And on his way over there, he walked past uh, a fan. <clears throat> Let me just read from ESPN's report here. Halfway up the hill, something happened that made me feel like we've arrived at a miserable place in the never-ending circus that is DeChambeau. A patron waited until DeChambeau had walked by, but was not out of earshot, (laughs) then sneered from over the rope line, quote, Great job, Brooksy! (laughs) DeChambeau spun around in a rage and began briefly walking in his direction, quote, You know what? Get the bleep out, DeChambeau yelled. Uh, he had rage in his eyes, this ESPN reporter goes on and says, I'm being dead serious when I say that it could have gotten ugly real fast. Maybe not malice at the palace bad, but in that moment, nothing would have surprised me. A rope line is little more than a polite suggestion when it comes to a security at a golf tournament. DeChambeau had been hearing and ignoring that kind of taunt all week, but everyone has their breaking point. Well, look, I mean, the, the, the guy who yelled Brooksy, I mean, the heat. He's sitting on a gold mine if if uh, if uh, DeChambeau comes after it. Well, I don't think it's roid rage. Yeah, could be, but I. You know what I think it is, Gordon. It's a lack of intelligence. <laughs> I believe it's, is that the is word? The word. I think it's it's lack of intelligence. Yeah, but you got to admit it would get old after a while. Of course, uh-huh. it gets old, but you have to you have to ignore it. And by the way, it wouldn't have gotten to this point he had he yeah. not reacted in the first place mm-hmm. and been such a, a Deutsche Bank uh, <laughs> throughout all of this. But how hilarious is that? A guy just misses a putt to lose a tournament after six playoff holes, and there's some fan that still has the stones to go, way to go, 
Brooksy! CJ, that you, is hilarious. You, you of all people. That I, is so I, funny. I, you more than any other person on this planet I can think of would think that was funny. I think it's great. That is funny. Because he doesn't call him a slur. He doesn't no. do anything that your children couldn't hear. He doesn't do anything that would get you banned from society in general. He called him another man's name. <laughs> How yeah. how mentally soft can you be? At the most incredible time ever. Like, just a complete low for a golfer. Although, hey, second place, he's still putting putting plenty of dough into the old bank account, right? But as like he's walking... Dude, it's not like the dude in uh, Happy Gilmore who was yelling at him, you know, and it got him all messed up. I'll be waiting for you in the parking lot after the tournament. <laughs> Uh, you you would appreciate that. That is so funny to yell that at that time. I don't. I wouldn't incredible. have the guts. I wouldn't have the guts to yell. There are a lot of people who really don't care. You know, they'll just say anything at any time. I I don't know if he was thinking about the the dollar signs uh, of actually getting beat up by Bryson DeChambeau. Oh, that'd be worth that would, it. Like, what, a couple It would million? be, but I don't know if that's what was going through his mind. I think he would just like, oh, wow, this would be an incredible time to shout at this guy because he just blew it. I'm thinking Austin. How long was the putt, Austin? Three to five I feet? Think was, I think it was three and a half feet because I, I mean, remember a three and a five. So. so he really just blew it. So yes. you're, you're so hungry for money. Why don't you go out and just follow DeChambeau around and call him Brooksy at every moment? He might hit Till you. he snaps. Yeah. Why don't I just rob you? <laughs> A lot closer. Yeah, but that way you'd be able to watch You have no respect for money. How about I just take some of yours? You'd be able to, uh, you know, you'd be able to see a lot of good golf. I would rather not. (laughs) Okay. I can't think of a more boring afternoon. Just thought that was an incredible story. Some moron fan yelling that at him at that moment in time is just so funny. I wish I were there. I I honor the, or I respect the absolute uh, gumption that that person has to be able to do that. I could, I, w- I would chicken out. I, I wouldn't be able to do it. It'd well, be, that's because you're mostly a civil person. It'd be like, did you ever How play? You? <laughs> did you ever play with or against the prima donna in whatever sport you were doing growing up, baseball, Absolutely. basketball, or whatever? Uh, and the 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 person you just loved to hate because they were good, right? But they they were so obnoxious about it and so annoying. You see him strike out to lose the game or something like that, where you had that small satisfaction that they blew it, you know. But never would I have the gall to be like, "Where they go, Brooksy?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so did he really funny. yell it loud like so that? So funny. He heard it. <laughs> I remember so many of those prima donnas where even when they were on your own team and they'd blow it, you'd just secretly be like, oh, good. I'm glad. Knock him down a pig. <laughs> it's kind of like when our listeners call me Lloyd to get me riled up. It's just a little bit. It's funny. It is funny. Great bit, Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, is uh, Bryson a, a hothead? Yeah, I mean, I mean all I, the time. Is he just sort of a? Would you call him uh, a Deutsche Bank? Yeah, definitely. I mean, whether it's an act or not, it it comes across like that, don't you think? Yeah, when you make a guy like Brooks Kepka look like the nice guy in the room, yeah, you're Where, kind of a. See, here's the thing. I mean, I. When I think of athletes who had a temper, uh, who's one of the first guys that comes to mind? Bobby Bonilla, Albert Bell. For me, it's John McEnroe. And when he was on the court and he was yelling, pitch of the world and, and uh, you cannot be serious and all that stuff, I, with him, I thought it was honest. 
I thought it was a part of him not being able to control his emotion. With a guy like uh, DeChambeau, I, I, I think a lot of that is, is just kind of part of the show, you know, part of, part of what he's built himself into. Well, basically by going at this guy and threatening to feed this guy his own backside, he's pretty much <laughs> guaranteed himself an, at least another calendar year of this. And you, to your point earlier, like Tiger Woods during his career, how many times do you think he heard mashed potatoes or get in the hole, Tiger, that he just wanted to strangle that person to death? I mean, every single shot, get in the hole, Tiger. Don't yeah, but at least he... that wasn't aimed at him oh, personally. Oh, who cares? Know? I I'd want to just stop. I'd say, okay, that rope is not going to prevent me from from uh, doing you serious bodily harm. From from, no, I'm not going to say that. But anyway, you gotta, you just, you have to do it. Yeah, there's there's no other option hmm. because if you respond to it, then it's just going to get worse, <laughs> and they're true. not going to keep the fans from going to the tournament. Because that's kind of the point. It would do him a lot of good just to laugh it off. Just to let it go. Yeah. Uh, Hans had a great example when he was talking about this, when uh, Tiger came back on tour after the whole Elon Mm -hmm. mess and they were were flying uh, Perkins banners over the course. Was it Perkins? Yeah, it was Perkins because of the waitress, and he was asked about it, and he just ignored it. He just said, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And where people were yelling at him, he said, I don't know. I'm not hearing him. Yeah. That's the way to handle it. You can't stop what you're doing and have people ejected from the tournament. That's actually what got Tiger into his circumstances. You remember how annoying Tiger was about the photo flash yeah. or whatever that he stuff? To, and, he, yeah. mm-hmm. and he used to just come off like such a jerk. Mm-hmm. I actually respect him a little bit more than I used to based on how he's gone through the fire and kind of come back a normal human being because he used to not be that. I mean, I don't know if Tiger will ever be a normal human being, but at least he's nor- more normal than he was when, you know, heaven forbid somebody like, uh, you know, <laughs> let one loose accidentally while he was uh, getting ready to hit his ball, you know, and he'd stop and have them uh, drawn and quartered and then continue <laughs> with his uh, his round. He did have a lot of power. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know whether he's over that or not. People's lives are complicated. All right, who ate the Wavels Rancheros? Great putt, Brooksy! <laughs> Jake, you're, you're, you're an evilly cruel person. <laughs> so funny. It's just so funny. All right, market update coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Brian Fisher joining us. Is there a scenario where you could see the Big 12 rebuild and invite BYU to be a part of it? It's going to be certainly an intriguing process for the Big 12 as they look at potential expansion candidates. But in my mind, being able to land a program with a national fan base like that, that already has a good relationship with with broadcast partners like ESPN, that has history of football success, it, it makes a lot of sense. I think the bigger question in my mind is how much does BYU want to join the Big 12? But I think no doubt the Big 12 should strongly consider BYU and kind of go from there with potential other travel partners. I mean, you look at that Boise State up there, it's no secret that they want to leave the Mountain West. You can bring in those two schools. Just the profile uh, that they would bring would help in terms of kind of restoring some of the luster that uh, the Big 12 has lost. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. All right, it's a Utes at 50 update here on the Zone Sports Network. The Utes taking on Weber State on Thursday night. And uh, Coach Witt was asked if they have a plan at running back for game number one. Well, we have the plan in mind to play them all and give them all carries and all opportunities to show what they can do. Each one of them has their strengths, and so the flow of the game will dictate a lot of that. But we know they're all going to get playing time and they'll all get carries unless something unforeseen happens. And we'll see what the production level is and go from there as far as uh, moving forward with a depth chart. Until it separates itself, we'll just keep them all as 1, 1A, 1B, and 1C, I guess. And that is your Utes at 50 update right here on the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for a market update brought to you by our friends at TryDayTrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader. Visit TryDayTrading.com. Gordon, how did the markets do today? Jake, a little bit mixed today. The Dow was down uh, just shy of 56 points. And so I lost a lot of money. The NASDAQ was up 136 points. Shake your money maker. And the S&P was up uh, just a little bit over 19 points. Putting my money where your mouth is. <laughs> wow. Where is your mouth? What does that mean? Does that mean you're going to, like, stake me in a trip to Wendover or something? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is that what, is that what you were getting out there? Because I'll do it. You want to give me a couple hundred bucks? I'll go out there tonight. You know, the thing is, gambling isn't investing, though. It can be. Well, not really. It's not, not really. But you no, don't. You're not supposed to look at it that way. The difference is that on the one hand, you're you're helping build something. Uh, when you gamble, you're just taking a risk for your own. I guess you're helping build casinos. Shake your money maker. But that's what makes it fun, Gordon. <laughs> okay. That's another usage of fun. Keep that ready. What it fun? Exactly. All right, let's get out of the zone. Fun. Join Speaking us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Maybe you need to put a little fun, fun. back in your love life. He's our friend Andrew. What's up, Andrew? Yes, that's right. Uh, even if it's recreationally, you know, this is a good, this is a fun part of life. If you're out there struggling in the bedroom. Whether it's severe or mild, whether you're 25 years old or 95 years old, we have treated men just like you and probably every day. Uh, Our acoustic wave therapy, this is heavily studied. We're approaching 50 clinical studies now. It opens up and regrows the blood vessels. Uh, It's really all about blood flow, blood flow. And the big attraction, I think, guys, is they don't have to take the pill. No injections. This is treating the root cause of the problem and helping so many men turn back the clock in the bedroom. And I know you guys have a lot of exciting research on the subject. In fact, it seems like more and more each day. Yeah, more and more is coming out. If you go to WasatchMedicalClinic.com, you can read a lot of that data. Uh, They have done double-blind, placebo-controlled studies on our technology. And I think the science is really strong, but I still love 
the best part of my job is hearing about the patient feedback and how the relationship improves, intimacy improves. And for some reason, when things go well in the bedroom, they kind of go well outside of the bedroom. You get along better with your spouse. And so we love to see those changes take place. 801-901-8000. That is the number to call. Get in and see the doctor. Find out if it's a good fit. And you always do some other stuff for our listeners as well. We really do. And you are welcome, by the way, guys, to leave your wallet at home and just take the free the consultation exam and blood flow ultrasound with our MD, uh, the gift that produces powerful results in the bedroom that is worth the trip. And if you feel like you have the need, the blood work and testosterone to our patients is free as well. Uh, I know guys spending thousands on that, by the way. It is no charge at Wasatch Medical. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, guys. That's Andrew Reinhardt, our friend from Wasatch Medical. We'll have more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. The Cougars hit the road for their season opener in Las Vegas to square off against Arizona. Catch the Cougar pregame show Saturday at 7.30, followed by the postgame show immediately after the game. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.